Uh, yeah, we, well, that's one. We always set expectations. Anytime somebody, you know, meets or fails to meet expectations, uh, it's because there's no proper set expectations in the first place. Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is building great sales teams. All right, guys, welcome back to yet another episode of Building Great Sales Teams. We got a live one for you today. So if you're on Facebook, if you're on Instagram or wherever else we're streaming, drop a like, drop a comment, ask a question. I got my man Jose Lopez today. He's a Marine veteran turned entrepreneur, CEO at Semper Solar, and he's an expert in sales consulting and leadership development. Welcome to the show, brother. What's up, man? It's been a long time. Been a long it's time. been a minute, man. You know, first things first, I miss you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you spoiled here, me. Nice. You and Sarah came down to San Antonio and worked with us for a couple of months and spoiled us. And we were like, man, we've got entrepreneur-minded, like, good head on their shoulders, friends. You know what I mean? And then you guys left us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was telling Sarah, I was like, maybe I need to go back there, right, uh, more often, or at least rebuild out there. We know we had an office there before, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah, we definitely miss it now. We definitely miss yeah. it now. It's been a while. Yeah, for sure, man. We're uh, we're going to be uh, upgrading offices soon, so we'd love to have you anytime. Anytime you guys want to come down and work or do a road trip or something like that. Okay, so you don't post enough, so I'm not always up to date on what's going on. You know, so I'm going to give you a hard time about that, but thank yep. you for Sarah. Because Sarah yeah. posts like every day. I'm always catching the stories and everything. So that's awesome. Um, second, how's married life, man? You've been you've been married for what, seven months now? Yeah, we just had our uh, six-month anniversary uh, mm -hmm. uh, on the 11th. So it's Very been nice. great, bro. It's been, it's been great. I mean, I'm blessed. Uh, obviously, you know, Sarah and I have been together for about 10 years now. But I've been blessed that I've been able to find, you know, a support of not only uh, – wife but also supportive mm -hmm. entrepreneur that understands you know a startup phase to something so uh you know it was a weird time to get married as a brand new you know business and she's yeah. starting her brand new business but you know we i had to make that move right absolutely yeah you had to lock that down for sure, yeah. <laughs> for sure. i remember having that conversation with you about it and it was like hey you need to get this done man it doesn't matter what what the situation is or what you've got ahead of you you know that there's never a right time right and for so sure. let's get into your history a little bit um you served in the marines what was first of all what was it like being in the you know being an entrepreneur we're typically like don't want to follow the rules aren't good with authority you know what i'm saying so you transitioned from being a marine to being an entrepreneur what have you what did you learn from the marines that you use today so you know one a lot of discipline um anything that i feel like is gonna you know do me well in life i'm gonna try to be consistent at it. Uh, a lot of leadership skills, uh, understanding the front force, understanding the, you know, the more of the senior uh, role as well. Um, always being able to roll up my sleeves. I think I learned from the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. um, you know, having a, a tight camaraderie and people that you trust um, is something that I really loved about the Marine Corps. But yeah, I think, you know, business wise, uh, again, just the discipline and to be able to, to challenge myself and understand that I've been through worse uh so i can do this you know again whether it's 
you know, and during the pandemic, when we switched partners, just a lot of different steps. Mm-hmm. I, I feel that I've gained a lot of, you know, uh, courage in myself to to start something that I know I can finish. Absolutely, brother. And then we were just talking about that before we hopped on the live here, um, how I didn't realize how undisciplined I was until I tried 75 hard. And it, I failed it six times before I finally got at the seventh and I had to have my wife do it with me for me to finish it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, whatever talents I had being an entrepreneur, they were definitely mitigated by the lack of discipline, you know, so I can see how that can be a huge asset for you in entrepreneurship. And so going into kind of that, that history a little bit, you know, your experience is mainly, uh, you know, from what you've told me, was mainly in traditional energy, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, you still had that campaign running whenever you had just joined Apex and you and I met and you had been thinking about going solar. What kind of made you make that leap and how have things been going since? Yeah, I think uh, I think it was the the FOMO with with Apex and Solar, right? And wow. talking to you know a lot of studs, you know, during that time you were running a successful company, um, a lot of other Apex people with the Apex Solar Group that you started were running successful companies. So I definitely had the FOMO uh, that when I started uh, Apex, I was like, man, I'm doing you know deregulated energy, I'm doing community solar, um, you know, right now solar is the hot ticket. It's it's got a high climax. Um, so I think it's a good time for me to for me to jump in and try it out. So um, it's been great so far. You know, I'm blessed that I have the right leadership in place um, to be able to help, you know, lead and scale this team. Definitely couldn't do it without the team. But mm-hmm. um, in the beginning, as any other solar company or any other company in general, it's a roller coaster. Uh, I definitely gained a lot of white hairs uh, starting <laughs> solar. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't expect as much uh time and i guess bandwidth uh that i needed to to you know commit into this business mm-hmm. uh but now i understand right now i understand the reason why um but you know when you have the right people in place that can help you in, in certain departments you could you know off task some of those some of those uh categories yeah and that's that's the thing of and, and i i i went through the same growing pains when i switched from or i didn't really switch but when we were doing at&t and uh and then we started our solar campaign it's like at&t is cable and internet right so that's a very binary product very easy to easy to compete against the other you know big three at&t or uh, cable and internet companies it wasn't that difficult you know versus solar you've got 100 companies you're competing against and you're working with a highly competitive market but also a highly complicated product right and so Tell me about some of the maybe even the positions you have in the company that you didn't have before because you could be a one man show and there wasn't a whole lot of like operations there wasn't project management there wasn't like having to babysit these you know projects and everything in between you kind of had to i guess grow a little bit in terms of your team right mm-hmm. yeah 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 and I, I think the project management is probably the the most difficult one that you know i didn't expect myself to sit there and whether it's you know handling some type of landscaping with trenching or or some type of roof work, I mean, I've done it all. Uh, but yeah, no. So when when I started, uh, you know, really scaling with recruiting, and I had the right person in place to help, you know, at least with some of the recruiting side, I didn't have to oversee that department as much. And then I had somebody mm-hmm. start overseeing the, the the interview process, you know, the preliminary interview process with our company, so I didn't have to spend that much time, you know, doing that. Um, now I'm taking co- more of the final interview process and the hiring process. Uh, I was just talking to Sarah about it yesterday because in a way, Sarah is still the 
the queen of the chessboard. She's still the brains of the operations. We talk about work. Uh-huh. It sucks, but we talk about work, you know, probably every other every other night, whether she, mm-hmm. you know, she asked me a question about the company or ask her questions about her her company. But um, I was just talking to her about, you know, having somebody do the orientation part of the company, right? Because yeah. I need to start really kind of, you know, duplicating and replacing myself. One of the Absolutely. things I learned from Apex and every department so I can start taking care of next level stuff, right? And mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the goal. And um, again, I have the right uh, partner in place to help me with that as well. Uh, somebody mm-hmm. that, you know, you, you've met before too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about where solar is going. I think, you know, right now in Illinois, it's not really as, as big as, you know, other, other states like Texas, California. So um, I'm, we're doing pretty good damage right now. And, you know, we see summertime to, to at least double our numbers in, in production and headcount. So. Dude, I think I think you guys are about to reap all the rewards from the work you did last year. You know, all those freaking months of like not getting where you wanted to be, not feeling like your leadership was where it needed to be. And then all of a sudden it was like a couple months ago, boom, everything hit and it hit at the perfect time. So if you're yep. in any kind of sales, you know that summertime is prime time, right? So when you start recruiting is like January, you know what I mean? Like you go heavy, it, it is recruiting mode for the first quarter and then q2 is when you start reaping some of those rewards and i feel like you guys are seeing that now you guys had a uh, 34 sale month last month and that's with how many people on the team i think we had seven seven it was like four setters three closers um but yeah yeah that was uh i definitely finally started seeing the fruit to my fruit you know what <laughs> i mean i i it's been a while. I was just, you know, I, I have an Excel sheet, you know, just like any other you know, yeah. sales company does. And I started seeing, you know, there was, I think there was two months. I hate to be this open about it, but I think there was two months, you know, obviously with, I was with partners that you and I were, were working with kind of like yeah. a middleman with EPC. I'm not going to say the right. name, but yeah. that was with a Q. Um, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, my point is, is that there was like two months where I didn't have any sales last that yeah. for a whole 30 day mark. Right. And yeah. I had overhead already. Right. Yes. Yeah. I had another campaign going with community solar. Um, but, but you know, my goal was never really to profit from that. My goal was just to, to keep investing into that right partner in place to grow that campaign. But right. I, you know, finally started to start seeing, uh, you know, it pay off, you know, we had to make some, some pieces in the chessboard, right. Uh, for mm-hmm. it to start working, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I think, um, you know, uh, being able to to run a business is once you once you uh, have the history and the training and, and the discipline to know what it takes to start you know a brand new business whether it's in Illinois whether it's in San Antonio whether it's in you know Corpus Christi for you or Cincinnati and just in different markets that you know Sarah and I have been I understand what it takes right so if I've done something before and yeah. then my goal is I know I can do it again it's just how fast can I do it right how fast can I start making those you know moves in the chessboard so I could start really taking care of the bigger moves so absolutely um, okay so just to get a little tactical real quick and then we'll move on so you earlier you said you you assigned someone the recruiting in the company and that kind of gave you your pivot point that you needed to free yourself up a little bit was that a salesperson that you promoted to that position or that they took on uh, more of a role or is this, is this someone that you hired straight into that position? Yeah. It's somebody that we, we hired straight in, you know, it's, okay. that department, that department, uh, it's the engine of the company, right? You yes. and I both know, right. It's the engine of the company. Um, but it's also the department Sarah and I uh, both hate at, at least myself. I never really got involved <laughs> in that. 
But, you know, she, when she stepped down years back, uh, I had to oversee that department. And I yeah. started seeing now it's like how important it is to look at, you know, not just how many, you know, new stars do you have, but all the KPIs, you know, Indeed isn't cheap, right? So yeah. understanding that, you know, you have to make sure you're getting your return on the investment. So, you know, we dialed yeah. in, I, you know, I interviewed some people uh, remotely and I found somebody that, you know, wanted to take the position and ever offered her a, growth, uh, a great structure for her to to get promoted and be compensated nice. uh, with team performance and growth as well. So, Beautiful. We all, you know, everybody here, whether it's the recruiting department, whether it's, the, you know, the, the management team or whether it's the, the, the appointments that are entry level, they all have a at least a model where they can get promoted in our company. A hundred percent. What are some of the KPIs that are important to you guys in terms of recruiting? Um, I would say how many people, uh, you know, she books on a daily basis, uh, okay. and how many people, how many people show up, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, sales is all about, you know, the relationship that you build, the impulse that you build behind either it's a phone call, whether it's somebody at the door. Mm -hmm. So I look at that. Um, I think that's important. You know, how many people can you call compared to how many people show up to an interview? Uh, nowadays, you know, people get somehow lost and then just never show up. They confirm in the morning, but then just never show up. They're like, hey, I'm five minutes away and they just never show up. <laughs> so I look, so we look, at I will people. never understand what is the point of doing that. If you're not going to show up, just, you don't even have to say you're not going to show up, but don't tell me you're five minutes away. Yeah. 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 Somehow they got UFO just kind of sucked them in or something. They went to a different planet. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, no, we look at that and then, uh, I look at my retention too, right. That's something that's important too, is, you know, uh, I, how many seconds if final interviews do I do, uh, how many of them do I ex extend the position and then how many of them actually show up? Right. Mm -hmm. Cause if, if I realize that, you know, something, I changed something in a pitch, everything we do is scripted in, in yeah. my company, everything we yeah. do is scripted. So if I know if I change something and I wanted to get fancy with something and start using certain words, certain things. And then I started seeing a drop, right? Um, that's when I know I was like, oh, maybe I should have not said that. Or maybe I shouldn't be doing mm -hmm. this, right? So yeah. we look at all that in the recruiting department. Yeah, we were talking about it in our uh, Brickyard group yesterday, which is a, a sales community that I put together. And we were talking about a sales program and how if everybody isn't doing, at least in the ballpark of the same thing, using the scripts that you provide, then that skews the data. So if I go in there and I make a change and I say, Hey, I want to see if I can get a better conversion rate out of the opportunity meeting. And, you know, three of my managers are, are, are all doing something different Then that change that I make won't really register or I, I'll get bad data on the back end and I'll make bad decisions as a CEO. So it's incredibly important, like you said, for everything to be scripted and everybody to be running through it. It doesn't necessarily have to be word for word, right? But structure and uh, bullet points, you know, are basically the, the, the things that you want to get across have to happen in order for the data to, to display properly out of the back end. So I think that's incredibly important. One of the things that we're diving into next week in that group is uh, compensation, right? And this is, you know, I asked this question in my uh, building rate sales teams group last week and the overwhelming response was commission only, right? So that is still a strong and and that is still a strong comp plan for sales leaders right so what does y'all's look like because solar has a you know 60 to 90 day time in which you're gonna that's that's if you make a sale on day one you know what i'm saying or you set an appointment and it makes the sale a week later right so what are you guys doing to kind of bridge that gap 
or is it something that you set the expectation early on? Uh, yeah, we, well, that's one. We always set expectations. Anytime somebody, you know, meets or fails to meet expectations, uh, it's because there's no proper set expectations in the first place. So I think if I'm very transparent and I get a lot of feedback, actually, I just got one yesterday. That like I had a candidate that said, you know, I like how you're very transparent, very open. I really like the structure. You went over everything. The guy was like, yeah, I interviewed a lot of downtown companies and they're just, you know, sugar, they're sugarcoating everything. They're not going to be very open and transparent. I'm like, yeah, that's not how we do business, right? you know. Um, but, you know, that, so we do set expectations and then we we, we find install partners that that, that can install too fast. Um, <laughs> you fix it on the other end. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> right now, install time is about four to six weeks. So I think we had the fastest done in 21 days. I don't know how. I'm not going to ask nice. questions because uh, <laughs> I know there's a lot of back-end stuff that I'm not going to get involved with. But, um, but yeah, no. So you find those partners that can install pretty fast, and then you set expectations. And, uh, you know, you, you compensate them up front. And then, obviously, at the back end, you also compensate them as well. Um, so I think that's been uh, uh, working for us. Awesome. Um, so sorry, I had to <laughs> had to do some maintenance over here. My allergies are hitting me like crazy. Okay, so I want to kind of switch over, pivot to you and Sarah real quick. You know, one of the things that I appreciated about you when I met you guys at Foda Chow. By the way, are you are you going to MDM? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're okay. flying. We're flying Thursday night. We were running uh, three block of appointments that day. Uh, a, a one and a three, nice. and I think a five. And then we're going straight. We're straight to the airport. Dude, that'll uh, be great if you can go into MDM with like three sales under your belt one day. Yeah. No. Peace. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. That's the goal. That's the goal. But uh, yeah, we'll be there Thursday night. So unfortunately, we won't be able to do the the Fogo de Cha one that they're doing. Yeah. Uh, but we just chattered in the group um on apex uh mm-hmm. you should i guess you should still be in there but you dropped out i don't have no reason why i mean you're still in apex you're still what doing group? solar the the apex solar group the messenger group that you kind of started no, you're not I'm in not, solar you're not, not in, in solar, solar but yeah but there's people i'm not gonna drop names but there's people in there that are not in solar and they're in there <laughs> you know and you and you added him in there so yeah <laughs> you accepted yeah, sure. it but um, yeah, no, we, we just chatted in there. Um, and we'll probably do a different day, um, as a solar, gotcha. just combined, you know, a meal. Yeah, that but, sounds uh, good, man. So anyway, so I, I, I met y'all at that Fogo de Chao dinner and I, and I forgot who organized it. I can't remember, but I met you and Eric Sanchez. I mean, we all met at that dinner. We were all doing solar. So we just had some great conversations and everything, but that was the start of our relationship. And, um, right away I caught on to you guys, like, Y'all are amazing networkers, you and Sarah. You know what I mean? And y'all do it as a team. And it's very smart, especially when the couples come up. Like Sarah's there chatting it up with the wife. And, and Sarah's one of those women that can have a business conversation or she can have like a just a fun, you know, wife to wife conversation about, you know, complaining about their husbands or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So you guys are 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 so great at that. Where did that even come from? Or is that just more just who you guys are as, as a people. Yeah, it's just who we are. You know, we are, our background um, is, is, you know, into that networking, you know, that old model with, with uh, our previous partner, Sitcore, where you have to, yeah. you know, network with people. But uh, believe it or not, you might not know this, but uh, Sarah's an introvert. So when it comes to those type of events, it's like too mm-hmm. much for her. 
Uh, she uh, doesn't, uh, you know, she won't be going to this MDM, uh, but she does it. Um, and, you know, she means well when she doesn't. She's just, I'm not saying, even though she's an introvert, I'm not saying that she doesn't mean well and she doesn't actually enjoy having these conversations. Right. But afterwards, she needs to just decompose and kind of just be yeah. out, you know, in the forest and just, or as she says, out in the desert somewhere and just watching the sun or something. But yeah, uh, yeah she's an introvert. I'm an extrovert. I like talking to people, <laughs> right? Stri striking a conversation on anything. Right. So, uh, yeah, we do it too. And we're actually, you know, intentionally on what the conversations we have and the people mm -hmm. that we have conversations with, I think, um, you know, being in apex and, and being in that group, I think mm -hmm. when I met you there, I was, what was it 2021? Was it 21? Uh, yeah. It yeah. May that have was been the end of 2020. Um, that was my anyway, second. All I know is, all I know is that was my second MDM. Yeah. That was guess, my first. Yeah, yeah. My second MDM. And, uh, I already had started building right when the apex was like 700, 800 members. Right. I already started building my machine, but mm -hmm. not building it like I'm supposed to right now. Right? <laughs> and being consistent posting, which is another I, conversation. I think there's something to be said about you. You focused on your business, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and, and the way our business is built, and don't get me wrong, like if you had outsourced this, maybe, you know what I mean? You maybe would have gotten more, who, who knows, right? But you you know how to build that model, you know, which is a, a heavy door-to-door -door model, direct sales model, um, relationship-based, culture-based in the office. Everything that is happening that's growing your business is happening inside those walls, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so I think there's something to be said about the fact that you did that, and then now you're seeing these amazing results, you know? it's not always the right time to build your machine. You can always build your machine, but it's, you know, just depending on your bandwidth, it, yep. it, it be that you need to focus on day to day inside your business. Cause that's what is required of you. So yeah, I, I, I don't see an issue with that. You know, I know we preach it all the time in apex, but it, it, it is what it is. Sometimes you just got to go bang some doors and make some money, you know? Yeah. And, it, and what it comes down to is when you're building a machine, again, you're trying to establish a presence and the presence is supposed to give you, I mean, let's be honest, some type of return on the investment, right? It's yeah. supposed to bring you something. So the way I looked at it is if I know, if I need to scale my company, right. Um, I could either have, I can either build my machine or I can build solid relationships like you and I both build, right? Mm -hmm. And other Apex guys we've I've, I've built a good relationships with, where yeah. it's gonna give me the the information I need, where, where that can get my return on the investment, rather mm -hmm. than being able to, you know, sell deals and post and get like a a, a referral from 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 that. Right. Whether right. just you know train people to do that and learn training from you, or like flying down to San Antonio and you know meeting up with you and Wayne or. You know, in tech, in Utah, when I when we went down there for SolarCon, having good mm -hmm. relationships out there. So, I think that was the, uh, and I I, I would never forget this moment when you told me, what did you say? I think it was there in Utah, and I laughed, and I'm never gonna forget it. You said, dude, you guys are, what did you? How, I don't know how you phrased it, but you said, you guys are cheaters, you and Sarah, because you guys are not an Apex executives. Yeah. You hang out with everybody that's an Apex executive. Everybody <laughs> thinks you're an Apex executive. Yeah. And, you know, I was just talking to Tony. Um, Cause I, he, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We were at our, forgot where we, well, we were at, a, I'll be honest. So this is what happened. We were, <laughs> we were at last year's MDM, right? Uh, whatever. Yeah. So whatever. And we were last year's MDM and it was when, um, who was the speaker for Apex Thursday? David Goggins. Yeah. And we had to take pictures with him. And executives went first. And, you know, Tony and I, we were going to go to dinner somewhere afterward with a bunch of other people. 
Um, and uh, I'm it, telling it, on it, you. It's the, past. It's, the, it's, the, it's the past. And you know what's funny? The person that the person that let us in is no longer in Apex. Uh, so I mean, whatever. Um, so, anyways, uh, I you know Tony was like, dude, just go up in line right now. I'm like, dude, we're not an executive. He's like, what? You're not? He's like, no, I'm not. I'm like, dude, this whole time I thought you were. I'm like, no, I'm yeah. not. He's like, oh shit. All right, well then, after executives, he's entrepreneurs, so and then you can go up there. I'm like, dude. I'm not even an entrepreneur. And he's like, what? you know, he started, he started really checking his, his, uh, his relationship with me. And he's like, dude, this guy is, you know, and again, it's just, I, I mean, well, when I build a relationship yeah. with certain people that I'm, I don't need to, um, you know, again, I still think executives and, and entrepreneurs is very valuable, mm -hmm. right. But I'm going to, I'm going to build a relationship where I need, and I'm not, yeah. and not just pull information from people. And I don't want right. anybody ever think that where I'm not a giver, I will, I'm an open playbook with anything. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the biggest things that I've talked to my, my parent company, my partners is when I see there's a, a mutual, like, Hey, I, you know, I give you, you give me and let's both yeah. go together. I'm an open playbook. Right? Yeah. You know, it could be a stranger. It can be, you know, people in apex, uh, as long as we're both meaning well to, to help each other out. No, I love it. And I, I remember that. Uh, I told you that you hacked Apex, basically. There you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it it was funny because I didn't even know there was levels when I joined. You know what I mean? Or, you know, Stuman was like, yeah, you know, because I had, I had paid him for a speaking fee. And he was like, yeah, I'll do the speaking gig for free if you join executives. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. Oh, shit, it's 30 grand. You know, this was two years ago, so it was a lot cheaper back then. <laughs> or no, it was 40 grand. And uh, I was like, Oh shit! Like this is a uh, this is pretty heavy. So I went all in on it, and of course that next year I spent over six figures in freaking development events and PJ trips and everything, and uh, I learned a ton. But there there was fucking Jose right next to me the whole way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now granted, oh. you joined you joined Inside Investors Club, which that was a a hefty amount. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, um, there there was some investment there, but yeah, like you just. You and Sarah are great networkers. So I just wanted to point that out to anybody listening, you know, with everything that you learned from, from Jose here in, as far as building up the sales side of his business, you can learn just as much from the networking piece and the relationship that, that you and Sarah have. I mean, a dual, a dual entrepreneur relationship is, is, is powerful that you can have those conversations, you know, speaking of that, right. And so me and, me and my wife are pretty good about this because she was a school teacher before she was an entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? So our dynamic is different. We don't talk about work a whole lot anyways, but you guys for all of your marriage and the better part of a relationship have both been entrepreneurs. So how do you turn that off and just kind of focus on pouring into each other? Um, I think, you know, whenever we have that, that one time we do have off, right. Whether it's, you know, going to Miami, we just went to Miami or going to, you know, um, Mexico or going to Colombia, if we know we're not meant to be working, at least not anymore, we used to still find a way to work. But now if we know <laughs> we're not meant to be working. You know, yeah. we actually just, you know, completely, you know, turn off everything to do with that. So I think we're very intentional with, you know, when, whenever we're, we're taking the time off to not really talk about work during the week at home, it's a different story. But, you know, we, we started doing things now, um, you know, two nights, uh, two weeks, two weekends ago, we had a nice little bonfire in the backyard, right? I mm -hmm. buy a little fire pit, I, you know, put in some, put in some steaks and just hung out in the right. backyard. So it's, you know, we, it's hard for us to do it. Um, 
And I'll be honest, I'm the one that it's hard for more. She doesn't really <laughs> tell me so much about her, her, you know, her stories. There's a lot of horror stories that she has. Uh, yeah. You could just imagine Airbnb, uh, Columbia. There's a lot of uh, horror stories and rated R stories that, that yeah. she wants to, that she tells me about that. But it's more me, right? I think um, I've gotten a lot better. But sometimes when I when we when we first started Solar, one of the bad habits that I had was I would get home and I would, you know, decompose and try to talk to her and vent to her. But I realized that she needed a time off to, because from her busy day and her you know yeah. shitty day at work that I, I was just making things worse, right? So mm-hmm. I definitely had a change there. You know, we had a good conversation. That's one of the things that we've improved on really well. And I think it's been working really well in our relationship and our marriage is communication mm-hmm. about everything, right? If we don't feel that, you know, we should be, you know, doing something or it's affecting our, our, our relationship, we, we, we fix it right away. So she told me straight up, she was like, every time you come home, you know, you want to talk about this and uh, and I, I started learning. I was like, yeah, you're right. Um, I, I, I did it only because not to vent. That's what she didn't understand. Not just to vent, but I knew if I vented to her and she's the one that kind of helped start this business back in 2013, um, I, she would just listen to that one nugget of how my business is not going where it's supposed to be going. And mm-hmm. she would tell me what to improve on right away. Right. Because yeah. she, she's done this before, right? In right. Multiple different states. So that's the real reason why I was doing it. I wasn't doing a complaint. But yeah. it just came out like I was complaining, right? Because I yeah, was. But you know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, that's a good yeah, pivot to make in your sep- business. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We definitely tried to to separate, you know, uh, work and life now, right? At least at least one day a week, because you know, before I wasn't really working Saturdays. Now I'm working Saturdays, so mm-hmm. um, Sundays, um, and try to get out, you know, go out and, and have some fun. We might be in Austin uh, for Formula One. Uh, oh, nice. Whenever, whenever that is, August or September. So okay. if we get there early, maybe we can stop by San Antonio. We, we'll figure, we can figure it out. Well, we could always come up there and meet y'all. You know what I'm saying? Shoot me the dates and, and we'll make it happen, brother, for sure. Yeah, okay. Awesome. So what does your business look like? You know, you, you are having a lot of sales success right now. Uh, and, and you being the kind of entrepreneur that you are, I mean, you're pretty singularly focused, right? Are you looking at other campaigns? Are you looking at other products? Maybe, um, uh, what do they call it? Auxiliary products that are easy to add on, you know, roofing, anything like that. Are is that in your in your pipeline? And I want to talk about the next eighteen months because a lot of people talk about like what what's your business look like in five years? What does it look like in ten years? And we, you and I know that shit changes like crazy. So as yeah. we can only really plan about eighteen months out, right? And so, what do you think? Are y'all gonna just focus on solar and focus on scaling that and the sales for that. And then, you know, referral partners and that that's great. Extra money. Sure. Or are y'all looking at uh, pivoting to other products too? Uh, d- yeah, definitely not pivoting into other products as far as, you know, putting my time into that, you know, mm-hmm. cause then, you know, one of the great things that Ryan Stillman always said is, you know, if I'm working for the same dollar twice, what am I doing? Right. So I would never want to invest in something where now I'm making money from solar but then I'm spending money. I'm working there again on roofing. So I wouldn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, referral partners were always good. I mean, uh, right now I'm free. So whoever wants to, you know, DM me on roofing companies in Illinois, um, you know, oh, I, shit. I definitely. I, Cue the hot dog meme. Hitting your face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, interested in, in having, you know, partners in different in different regions here in Illinois. Mm-hmm. But 18 months. Yeah, it's a good question. I definitely. I want to open up a satellite office in Illinois. Um, okay. I think, you know, eventually, um, you know, we're, we're, we're going to scale to past 
25, 30 people, right? So mm -hmm. I definitely see that happening just end of summertime. Um, just the way the recruiting is going right now, just the way our guys are focused right now. And, you know, every everybody's excited in our company. So I could definitely mm -hmm. see 25, 30 people happening. Um, so that's why I would want to just, you know, open up, have that leadership, start taking that responsibility uh, mm -hmm. of, you know, managing a satellite office in Illinois and then in a different state as well. I'd love to be in, in uh, you know, either Dallas. Um, I, I'm hearing good things. I'm from Florida as well, although it's very yeah. hot out there, but I'm hearing good things from Florida. So <laughs> I'd, I'd love to expand and uh, have, a you know, another another location somewhere. That's always the, uh, the goal here with our company is to expand into a different state. Hell yeah. I know uh, uh, Goldman, uh, one of my clients that does shared solar, he's uh, looking to expand up to some weird city named Peora or Piera, something like yeah. that. And then after yes. that, it's, it's going to be uh, suburbs Forest of Chicago. Yeah. yeah, possibly yeah. possibly Forest Park. Um, but I think he's going to maybe look a little further in uh, near the near the Chicago area. So but anyways, no, that's a great state to be in right now for energy in general. So I don't see you having any issues there. And then, yeah, a, a ton of referral partners <laughs> in roofing, especially in Apex alone. So I don't, I don't think you'll have a problem getting that there. Um, in terms of your leadership, what are the positions you need right now that you can see like, hey, if I put someone in this position, like you talked about not doing the orientations anymore, right? And so that that is obviously a management you know, uh, you know, maybe not trainer, but like assistant manager type responsibility. How are you getting your guys there to that point where they can do that? Yeah. Well, one of the first things I think I need to fulfill and it's, it, I already have the right person in place. I just need to really start, you know, breaking down those responsibilities so they know, you know, what, mm -hmm. are, what, what am I expecting from them? But yeah. is you know, overseeing the appointment setters department. That is the hardest. That is the hardest part about our business is the canvassing parts is motivating those guys is making sure that, you know, they're, they're hungry every day. So that will be a role that I'm going to, um, you know, fulfill very, very quickly. And then just yeah. the operation side in the company. Right. Uh, that was one of the biggest things that I, again, I learned from Apex is that I was working a lot in the business and not on the business. So right. being part of operations on a daily basis, right. As soon as I stepped away from the office, right. You know, the mice will play. Um, so yeah. I started realizing, <laughs> I start, I started realizing that um, I needed to, you know, have somebody in charge of that department where I could oversee more of like, all right, how is the appointment setters doing? How are the closers doing? Yeah. How is recruiting doing? Right. More yeah. of that role, more of the CEO role. Um, so, yeah, I'll have an area manager uh, overseeing uh, appointment setters. And then, mm -hmm. uh, you know, again, I have the right person, Andres, that's, you know, a partner here in the company that's overseeing more of the operations side on a day to day basis. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. He's come a long way in in solar alone, but, you know, in his career now. I remember when we first had a conversation about him, he was very new to the industry in general. He had worked with you on another campaign, but that was about it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm excited of where he's going, right? We, uh, you know, constantly I got to keep, you know, reminding him to think bigger of like, dude, mm -hmm. where we can see our company, um, you know, in the next two to four to six years, right? Um, and, and he's excited and, you know, he's got a lot of experience. He's seen startup companies. I, I've been part of startup companies, so... Now we're both having the right uh, mindset of where we mm -hmm. can see our company uh, go in the next, you know, 12, 24 months. Fantastic, brother. So last question of the show, and I'm pretty sure you already know what it is. Maybe you were ready for it. I don't know. But uh, 
legacy. What does legacy mean to you and what legacy do you want to leave behind? Uh, I think to me, legacy is, you know, about, you know, I don't have kids yet. So, you know, I once asked somebody a question um, two years ago and, you know, in daily announcements of this, at what point has, what's been your most proudest moments? And, you know, a lot of people gave different answers. And it was crazy enough that, you know, every person that had a kid was that said, uh, you know, seeing my my son or seeing my my you know baby girl born holding her. So that feeling, I don't know yet what that feels like, but I know that, you know, what my father has taught me, what my mother has taught me, you know, and what we're doing for the family now, um, I want to do 10 times more, right? I want to, I want to make sure that, you know, my family is taken care of, um, where people now, you know, when I'm 15, 20 years from now, they'll see, I'll have a book by then, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, they'll be able to be like, hey, you know, this, he's, he's definitely somebody that has written a book that can last forever, Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have, you know, a business that hopefully can, you know, pass on to separate generations. Right. And I, that's mm-hmm. something that I've, I've told you I really want to do. And I'm, I'm going to do, you know, by 40, 45 is have a restaurant right somewhere. So that restaurant can keep passing into generations. I'll leave my my fine print somewhere. Right. Whether it's yeah. growing a tree with with certain part of my body in there or something. I don't know. But something <laughs> where I know, you know, you know plant a tree. Plant a tree that lasts forever, right? Um, you know, the world needs book. Jose Lopez to be eternal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something that I can leave forever. Yeah. Uh, but not not only so so you know my my uh, my kids can see you know what we've built. Um, mm-hmm. My my goal is to also I know Sarah and I uh, we always have uh, separate arguments on this, but uh, my goal is to to have one of my kids also be in the Marine Corps. So if I can have that happen. That's where I feel like uh, I have a huge legacy is having one of my kids be a Marine too, because everything I've learned, whether it's in you know in business or in family and life, I, mm-hmm. I I have a I have a lot of respect from from the Marine Corps and what I've learned from them. No, I can appreciate that. That was your foundation, brother, and you can see how it served you so much. And yeah, the Marines are the tip of the spear. So <laughs> that that's not the greatest thing for a mama. You know what I'm saying? No yeah, mama yeah. wants her. Her boys going into the Marines. She knows. She knows who's first on the ground. You know what I'm saying. So, so yeah, I can. I can definitely understand that. No, but I can also appreciate. Uh, you know, and I have the same sentiment as you. You know, I. I want to leave a mark for the world. You know, I want to leave a mark for my kids. You know, and then, um, absolutely. You know, I would love. I would love for them to follow my footsteps. But I can also appreciate if they don't and they go out and do their own thing. You know, so a hundred percent, brother. Well, I appreciate you t- taking the time out of the day. I know you're busy as all get out right now, and uh, you guys are doing fantastic. So I want to congratulate you again on your success, and thank you for coming on the show, brother. Hey, thanks a lot, Doug. Yeah, I really appreciate you, man. Good friend, good father. You know, you were you helped me a lot in the in the solar space. So um, I definitely, you know, will connect with you when I get into Dallas in two weeks, and uh, we can definitely enjoy uh, a nice tequila somewhere. I know that's something that you and I bond well with, right? <laughs> Tequila. I don't know if you still have those in in uh, in your in your in your bar. Yeah, I still have some of the tequila that you got me left. Every now and then, you know what I mean. When I'm feeling frisky, I'll I'll, I'll sip on it a little bit. It's so freaking good, dude. <laughs> yeah, let me know when you you're got running me low. Two different ones. I finished yeah. that first one, and then you got me the second one. That one's yeah, I that mean, one's yeah. still going. For sure. Okay. Okay. So now I know. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll restock you soon and I'll send you another one. <laughs> um, so you always have two and you get to choose from. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll get you a, a nice gift soon, brother. No, hey, I appreciate, appreciate you it. a lot, Doug. All right, brother. Let's get building. All right. Bye-bye.
Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. We appreciate it. Be sure to execute on everything that you just heard and let's get building. Before we sign off, we'd like to invite you to join our Brickyard community. Head on over to jointhebrickyard.com. Again, that's jointhebrickyard.com or click the link in the description to find out more.